Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. I want to use the time I have to to speak on something this morning that um, you guys, if you've been with us for very long, you probably heard me speak on it. But to be honest, um, it, it's it's a message, it's a revelation that really I think you can't overdo it. Um, it's a recalibration. Like any anytime you, anytime I go back to this revelation, it's a recalibration of my belief system and where my faith is, and and it helps me to just kind of re-engage again in a deeper way of power that's in my life from God, and I want to give you guys some of that today, and to kick this off, I actually want to invite John Mock to come up here for a couple of minutes, and he's going to share a cool testimony, and uh, and then I'm going to, I didn't tell you this, I'm going to ask you a few questions afterwards, so come on up. Everybody welcome up John Mock here. Step one, stay on point. <laughs> okay, um, if you're a homeowner, you might get the vibes I'm putting down here. If you're a renter, sorry. If you live with your parents, you may have seen this thing at some point. So just flow with me. No pun intended about what I'm about to say here. Okay, so gutters. You know what a, you know what a gutter is, right? Okay, so I've had some drainage issues with my house. As a matter of fact, it's been flooding in my crawl space. And we're not talking like a little bit. We're talking like a couple thousand gallons of water at a time where you're like having to like pump it out for hours on end. And I have to call my father-in-law and I'm like, help me, Jesus. And he's like, well, I don't know about that. I'm coming, though. So (laughs) he comes and we talk and he's like, your house stinks, man. Just burn this thing to the ground. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. (laughs) Well, we're flooding it. So that's a start, I guess. So. The way to fix this was what he told me because how the water was coming in was uh, if you, anybody knows what I'm talking about, these big, long, kind of like black pipes is for irrigation purposes. You hook them up to your gutters and you kind of have it flowing out. My house is kind of like at an unfortunate slope where it's like, oh, water's just going to creep on in. And so we had to like, the idea was buy a long tube, like 20, 30 feet, and just kind of push it out to the field and to the farmer's land. They'll appreciate it, right? That's kind of, that was our theory. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to focus here on that. Um, so instead of dig, so we had this all planned out. He bought all the materials. Or, and th- Before you actually go there, yeah. what, is the, what was the current setup, though? It was just, it was just a downspout, right? Yeah. Out, yes, yeah. It yeah. Just, when it pours, it's, yeah. like, it's just pouring right there in your yard. Exactly. Plugging the yard and back yeah. in the house. Right? Backyard, front yard, kids go outside. They're like, oh, cool, mud. And I'm like, no, not in my house. So yeah, this was like this every, virtually about every time it rained. The harder it rained, especially like on that last rain we had like a couple weeks ago, it wasn't cool at all. <laughs> Come on over and play in it. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, we, we, we figured out, okay, look, we spent a weekend, bought all the materials, thankfully he had the receipt. And uh, we, we, we were gonna plan up digging. It was gonna require a lot, a lot of hours of digging. Um, I don't really honestly know how deep, maybe a foot, foot and a half. It's kind of hard, just depth and then out, backwards and frontwards. And in the frontwards, we didn't even know, the front of the house, we didn't know how that was going to work because there was a storm drain. 
and they, uh, the town wouldn't give me the schematics to like figure out how to connect it all. So I'm like, uh, this is this isn't gonna be cool at all. Anyways, in the midst of starting this process, we're right where it's connected. So imagine the downspout, and then it goes out here, right? So just like here. Father-in-law starts digging. He's like, well, what's this? It was a clay tile, and it went directly down. And when we started to dig, what we realized is it just had some packed rocks and some dirt in there. And we started to go out, and he was like, hey, this is clear. Let's see if it works. Okay. So he stuck the hose in there, and he ran it five minutes, 10 minutes, 15, 20. He's like, I don't know where this water is going, but it's going somewhere. <laughs> so we're like, okay. So that was uh that was one slot, and we, so he just made a really small connection in the dirt. Um, we hooked it up, and we're like, okay, well, let's go see about the other ones. So we tried number two, and directly down underneath of this spout, again, this is where the aluminum siding kind of went out, or that aluminum connection. We just took that off, and we like, I wonder what's underneath here. Another clay tile, and it went directly down. <laughs> tried the same thing. It was actually connected to that one, and that went out too. The same, and this was in the backyard, so we're like, okay cool, I don't normally strike gold like this, but let's see what we can do. So yesterday, I had some cuts on my hand because I was like, I'm going to go do this while the kids are asleep. So I get my little spade, and I'm like, yeah, let's see what's under here. Dig some rocks. Boom, third one, right underneath of it. I'm like, come on, God. Okay, I'm getting this vibe now. <laughs> so at that, and this was the front yard. Really stoked about that. Um, just happened to find a fourth one, too. The whole, everything that what we were going to do, all the time, all the energy, all the money was right there in front of us. Literally just had to dig it up. Um, the only thing I could say is for whatever reason, the owners, like two, two owners ago, they put that guttering system in and directly over those drainage tiles. The, the one that was causing the flood. Yes. They, they yeah, they put it directly over. And I don't know why. I don't know if they were duped into it or maybe it was just like ignorance or like, ah, it's clogged. Just forget it. This is the new way. But with a little elbow grease and a whole lot of favor, like God made an awesome way for that one. Yeah. Praise God. That's amazing. Stay up here, man. That's amazing. Don't you guys think like how, did, how often does that kind of a thing happen? Usually you dig into something and find problems, right? But ju just to... I want to try to reflect what you just said just in simple, like, quick terms, and you tell me if I'm right. Okay. The way that your house has been, that when, when it would rain, mm -hmm. it would just gush right through that gutter, the, the spout, right, the downspout that bent. It, as you show me the picture, it's, it, like, extended, like, this far out, right, from the house. Yeah. So it extended out. Mine's just, like, this far, but his is, like, four feet long, maybe. And, and it would just make the, all the rainwater just gush into the yard, and then it would create a big flood that was going back into your foundation in the crawl space, right? You guys see that picture? So it's a huge problem. What, like, would that have created damage over time in your house that was going to cause other problems? Like, like what? Uh, I mean, I, I'm not a home guy. <laughs> I just live in one. Um, so <laughs> I can imagine mold, I can imagine foundation struck, the whole thing could have just crumbled over time. I, it's, it's hard telling. Yeah. So, so the, the water is not only creating a mess, it's, it's, it's going to wear down the foundation over time and create other problems, right? Is that right? 
So as you're, uh, some of you construction guys, is that right? Like you, it's going to cause problems. So, um, but but as you're realizing you got to fix this because you you said you were pumping out like a thousand gallons sometimes when this happens. So, but but what you guys were going to do, you realize that you can you can recreate it by by removing those things and and making it go down into a pipe you're going to put underground to send it far away from your house, right? So, which is, sounds good. All right. So that was going to be a lot of work. All right. Here, here's some questions I want to, I want to ask you real quick. Come a little closer. All right. I, I wrote these down and I just want you to confirm if, this, if what I'm getting ready to say is accurate, right? The original problem would create other destru destructive problems. Yeah. Okay. Your old drains were causing you worse problems. Yeah. yeah. You planned to spend a lot of time and hard work to fix the problem yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You discovered that you already had all you needed available, but you were completely aware of it. Yeah. Because if you guys catch that, like when they started digging out down there to do their work, they found out somebody already had done the very work, is already ready to go. So you, d you discovered that the answer to the problem was already there, but you just didn't even know it the whole time. Yeah. Okay. All right. So while the flooding was working to destroy your foundation, you already had the answer available, but you didn't know it. Yep. Okay. But without knowing, you were still seemingly on your own and still with your problem. Yep. Okay. Once you tapped into what was already there, it turned out better than you anticipated. Much better. Because <laughs> he said, you said that it actually sent it farther from the house than what you were planning to even do it yourselves, right? Yep. That's what, this is what he told me yesterday. All right, so he found out that it's actually going to be better than what he could have done himself. Um, it cost you very little time, energy, and money compared to the other plan. Very true. Okay. Your main work now is simply getting your house connected to what was already there in the first place. So up until now, those former dreams have been your perceived experiential reality. Yeah. <laughs> but you uncovered the truth that your house was actually already designed with a superior reality that you can now access for a higher quality of experiential living. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do is disconnect with the inferior reality and connect to the real thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you guys going to keep those old unnecessary drains on your house? No. What are you going to do with them? Be gone. Like, be gone. Cycling center. We'll figure it out. You know? So they're going to be, the old is going to be gone. Yeah. Everybody give John a hand. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you guys see where I'm heading? I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. We're going to read out of Romans 6. I feel you, Lord. We, we focused a lot on, the, on the, the centrality of the gospel of the kingdom of God last weekend. We celebrated Good Friday, Jesus dying on the cross. We celebrated Easter, what some call Easter Sunday, which is Resurrection Day. Jesus came back from the dead, amen? Come on. The full gospel, if 
you want to know the full gospel of the kingdom, it has to include the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. It has to include the burial of Jesus in the tomb. It has to include Jesus being resurrected from the dead. Amen? Amen. The whole thing. We don't just focus on Jesus dying because he's not dead anymore. Hallelujah. But we also need to understand that God's intentions with the gospel of Jesus Christ, it doesn't just include Jesus dying, burying, and resurrecting. It has to include you and me coming into the crucifixion, burial, and resurrection. Amen? On that first Easter, you and I have been born again and received our salvation through the faith in Jesus Christ have been spliced into Jesus Christ and into all the wondrous works he did that weekend. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. I'm going to read out of Romans 6. If you guys can turn your Bibles, we're probably going to stop and declare a few things along our way. Let's start with verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? And I want us just to pause for a second. And and I'm going to lead us in some declarations. If you've been born again, this will be true to you if you say it. If you haven't been born again, by the way, please don't go another day. This is your day, amen? All right, I want you guys to declare this with me. I have died to sin. Come on. Or do you not know that as many of us were, as were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? I just want to pause for a second, and I want to say this. Baptism is an important part of the Christian journey, okay? We get saved. I want to say that getting baptized in water does not save you. Only Jesus saves you, Amen. And their faith, we receive salvation by faith in his grace, not by, not by water immersion. However, baptism is a very important piece. It is a, it's a public demonstration and a prophetic act that, that's, that's just making, it's like it's sealing your commitment to the Lord and to the believers around you. So it's very important. And, and this passage right here is actually showing us a, a real prophetic spiritual thing that's happening to us through, uh, through our baptism into Jesus Christ. And I want to say that the word baptism, it doesn't only just mean you get dunked in water. It actually just means that you, that you come into full immersion into that thing. So baptism in water is a form of baptism. It's not the only way that, that baptism happens. I believe that baptism in water uh, certainly is included in this passage and what they're describing, but I don't think that it's, it's, I don't think that it's the full thing that, that he's trying to say here. But he's talking about those of us who have been immersed in Christ. So, so we've, been, we've, been, we've entered into Christ in fullness. He surrounds every part of who we are. Okay, he, we, we've, we've been hidden in Christ. So he's talking about those of us who are in Christ. We've literally been inserted into Jesus, and we've been baptized. We've been fully immersed into Jesus Christ. Okay? Verse 4, 
Oh, it says we've been baptized into Christ. We actually were baptized into his death. So when Jesus went to the cross, we actually, by faith, those of us who have been born again, we, we, we have actually been immersed into Jesus onto the cross. So, so it's hard to understand with the natural mind, but somehow your old sinful nature and, and person that you were somehow became grafted into Jesus you, he, he absorbed that old person who you were into him and nailed it to the cross. We've been baptized into his death. Amen? Verse 4. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. So somehow, it, it, again, it's hard to understand in the, in the natural mind, but in faith, we actually have come into Christ and, and our old man died with him. And somehow, as Jesus was buried into the tomb, it says that we've been buried with him through baptism. Buried with Jesus. Hallelujah. That just as Christ was raised from the dead, everybody say Christ was raised from the dead. By the glory of the Father. I want you to think about that for a second. The glory of the Father, the glorious one, the radiating Kabod Shekinah glorious one, the Father of Jesus Christ actually brought his glory to that dead body and resurrected Jesus from the dead. Wow. That's crazy. All right. So, so he was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, and it says... It says, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we, everybody say, so we also should walk in newness of life. All right, so Jesus died on the cross, he was buried in the tomb, and then he resurrected on the third day, resurrection life. Everybody say, resurrection life. Jesus before he died on the cross, he, he had actually committed himself to the Father to, to lay down every godly attribute that he had. He, he never ceased being God, but he laid down all the divine qualities he had. He, he, he became no longer to be omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent, okay? He, he, he chose on his own accord. He chose to enter himself into human flesh. And to be raised with the limitation of humanity, he never sinned, but when he went to the cross, he took the limitations of his humanity to the cross, and he took upon himself the sins of this whole entire world. Like you and I can hardly carry our own sins, and Jesus took every sin of every single person who had ever existed in all the millennia prior to him. And, and everybody who existed in his time, and then everybody who would ever exist in the millennia following that time, took it upon his own shoulders and put it into his body, and then he crucified it in his flesh on the cross. You can't bear, bear your sins. He bore your sins and everybody else's. There's only one person who's powerful enough to do that. 
Hallelujah. His name's Jesus Christ, Son of the Most High God. All right? And so Jesus took the, the, human, the fallenness of this world into his body. He crucified it. And, and we're going to read more on that here in a moment. But he, what he did was he actually took all the failures of mankind into his body and he sacrificed it once and for all. And then he was buried in the tomb and it says that he actually went to, to hell to preach to those in the grave. I don't have a whole lot to say on that because the Bible doesn't. And I don't want to try to add to things I don't understand. All I know is that when he went in, into the tomb, a whole bunch of dead people got raised from the dead, and they started walking around going in the city and telling about God. How in the world does that happen? Like, you, you kill the resurrection and the life, and other people get resurrected. But, but, and, then, and then, like, I don't know what happened down there, but I do know that when the glory of the Father came on him, he came back to life. That's amazing. Let me ask you a question. When he came back to life, did he come back to life under the same limitations of the humanity that he carried before he went to the cross? No? What, what did he get resurrected into? He came back into the fullness of this glory and who he actually was before he laid it down in heaven before, he, before Christmas. Full restoration to his whole person again. All right? He didn't get resurrected, just, the, just human Jesus. He got resurrected, the glorified Christ. The glorified Son of the Most High God. The glorified King of this universe. And this passage in Romans 6 talks about you and me. That the, we died with Jesus... And we were buried with Jesus because of being baptized into him. But now it's saying that, Je that Jesus was resurrected from the dead by the glory of the Father coming upon him. And it says that we should also walk in newness of life. Wow. How, what does that mean? If, you, if you're dead, but then you have newness of life, what does that mean? It means you became resurrected. Come on. All right. So verse 5, it says, For we have been united together. Everybody say we've been united together. In the likeness of his death. That word likeness can, can mean like comparing to, but actually the, the root word of it actually really means the same nature. It's the same nature. So, so we have been united into the nature of the death of Christ. We actually were brought into his very death with him. Okay? So we were brought into his death. And it says, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Come on. And, and as I'm looking at this, I see that some of those words are in italics, which means in the original Greek it actually wasn't there. They put it in there just to help us to try to understand it better. But if you take those words out, let's see what it actually says. It says, For we have been united together in the likeness of his death. Certainly 
we also shall be of resurrection. So it doesn't just say in the likeness of his resurrection. It says we shall be of resurrection. Okay? Knowing this, that our old man, that's talking about your old sinful nature that you had before Jesus came to you. Okay? Your old man was crucified with him. Whoa! There it said it. It actually says it straightforward right there. Your old sinful nature, your old man, was literally crucified with Jesus on the cross. That's wild. That the body of sin might be done away with. Wow. That's amazing. I, I want you just to think about this. Like how, it doesn't make sense, right, to the natural mind. How, how could I give my life to Jesus, and then became, that I, I was crucified with him who died on the cross 2,000 years ago. How could that even be the case? I don't, I don't understand it in my human mind, but I understand it in my spirit. The, the cross is actually not something that rotted 2,000-something some, years ago, and then, it, and then it's like just gone. Maybe the, actual, the natural wood did, but in the spirit realm, the cross is in the eternal present realm, okay? The eternal present realm. So, so somehow my spirit was actually able to go to where Jesus is on the cross when he actually died on the cross. Do I get it? I don't. But I know that the Bible does say that Jesus is the lamb who was slain from the foundation of the world. So that proves to me that the cross existed back even before God even created this earth. And if it existed then and he was already slain then, then that means there's something about an eternal present realm where the cross, burial, and resurrection is. So we can actually... Right here in 2023, one of the craziest years ever, can still be completely connected to the present reality of Jesus on the cross in that place. And when you gave your life to the Lord in your faith, you actually, in, you, you actually were brought, I believe, by the power of God, brought into Jesus. You were, he actually literally grafted you into himself. Like, you're not just a Christian. It's you and Jesus and, and your buddies and, and, like, here's you and here's him. No, no, here's Jesus and here's you in him. It's way better than you think it is. You are grafted into the crucifixion, and it says that, the, that you are crucified with him, and the body of sin might be done away with. That means that the old sinful nature, the very nature that caused you to be driven to sin, actually went to the cross with Jesus, and he killed that thing, and it's been done away with. Come on. That word done away with means rendered inoperative. It means annihilated. It doesn't exist anymore. 
Come on. Some of you heard me teach these things before, but, but I don't care if you think, oh, I got it. Teach something new. No. No. No, I'm not going to stop preaching on this. Because this is the core of the kingdom. Okay? And it goes on. It says, it says that the body of sin might be done away with. Guess what? Like the, whatever you used to identify yourself to that was sinful, that's not who you are anymore. That person died. And it says, it says that the body of sin might be done away with. Why? Oh, glad you asked. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. If you still struggle with sin, it's because you don't know who you are. He actually made you no longer slaves to sin. Verse 7, it says, For he who died to sin has been freed from sin. If you're saved, whether you know this or not, whether you believe it or not, you actually died on the cross with Jesus, and the old engine of sin that was in you actually died and it went to the junkyard and it's destroyed. So he's actually saying that if you've been died from sin, you've been freed from sin. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. And I want to tell you that you are as free as you believe that you are. And if you're struggling and you're not experiencing freedom, it's because you're as free as you believe you are. And you must not be believing that he set you free. But that also would tell me that you must not really get it that your sin nature went to the cross and died with Jesus and he made it done away with. <laughs> I hope you guys hear good news inside what I'm saying here. <clears throat> Verse 8, now if we died with Christ, and we have, we believe that we shall also live with him. How do you live on the other side of dying except that you've been resurrected? Okay? Verse 9, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Jesus will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. Now, I want you to think about that. Jesus was resurrected, completely restored back to the fullness of his deity. And it says that you actually have been grafted into him. So you have actually been raised up and resurrected with Jesus Christ. You are in him and he's in you. What does that mean? It means that you actually have come into the very one who is the deity of over this whole universe. Like you haven't just been resurrected from the dead. You actually been resurrected in union with the glorified resurrected Christ. It's better than you think. Verse 10, for the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. All right, so we're not supposed to just live this new life to ourselves. We live it to God, okay? Verse 11, likewise, you also, 
Reckon yourselves. Reckon yourselves. What does that mean? Consider yourselves. Reckon yourselves. It means, it means be very intentional to choose what you're going to believe about yourself. If you don't, if this doesn't come naturally to you, take the bull by the horns or harness this thing and grab a hold of it until you can believe it with all you've got. Reckon yourself. Renew your mind to this thing right here. You ready for this? Reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin. Does it mean reckon yourself or determine for yourself that you got saved and it might have died, but maybe you still struggle a little bit? No, it says dead indeed. Reckon yourself. Determine this belief for yourself. To believe that you have been, that you have died to sin. All right? Indeed. But... Also, reckon yourself, reckon yourself to be alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Reckon yourself, determine to believe that you have died to the sin, determine to believe that you are resurrected to God. You guys good? resurrected to God, determined to believe you've been resurrected to God. Now, if, God, if to God you've been resurrected, who are you to you? Are you resurrected to you? Well, let me rephrase it so you can catch how I'm trying to ask it. If God believes you're resurrected, do you believe you're resurrected? Because what if God believes things about us that we're not functioning in? What if God believes something greater about us than we believe about ourselves? But this is saying that you need to reckon yourself to be alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That means that God believes you're resurrected from the dead in Christ Jesus. You need to believe it. Okay, so we need to reckon ourselves dead to sin, alive to God. Crucified to old man, resurrected in the fullness of Christ. A lot of people are trying to live a Christian life resurrected to the, the human version of Jesus. God's actually trying to help awaken us to the reality that that's not, not Jesus' um, era anymore. He, he's not, he doesn't still live that 33 years on the earth. He's, he's seated in the heavenly places at the right hand of the Father in the fullness of his glory. And that is the era of Jesus, his present reality. That is who he's grafted you into. That's who you are in union with right now. Come on. Hallelujah. Where did I leave off? Verse 11. All right, verse 12. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in its lust. A lot of people think that they struggle with something and they're just going to keep struggling with it. And God's trying to tell you, yeah, that's how the old man was because you used to have a nature that drove you to do that. But we actually killed that dude. If you believe that you're going to struggle with sin, guess what? You'll struggle because we behave according to who we believe we are. But when we believe that we've been, that we, that we've been crucified with Christ, it's no longer I who live, it's Christ who lives in me. That's a wild verse. Galatians 2.20, it's not even I who live, it's Christ who lives in me. Guess what? You are not on your own to fight through this world. 
You don't have to fight this world on your own strength. It's actually the resurrected, glorified Christ that he's brought you into, and you get a function from that level. You guys better get excited. If you don't, I'm going to. I'll just call this my sermon for me. All right. Verse 13, do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead. Like God actually, he wants you to reckon yourself as having been crucified to the old sin nature, but also reckon yourself to have been fully resurrected in the fullness of Jesus Christ today. Like, to God, that is your present reality, even if you don't feel like it is. But God wants you to reckon yourself. It's a conscious decision to choose belief about something that maybe I don't feel like I'm experiencing, but to God, it's there. So to me, I need to know it actually is there. So I need to reckon myself. But then I need to go beyond reckon because that's belief systems. Now I need to present myself because that's actually living it out. Okay, I'm going to believe something, and then I'm going to act upon it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe it, and then I'm going to go before the Lord and present myself to him as someone who has been fully resurrected from the dead and in the fullness of the resurrected, glorified Christ, who he is today. I get to stand before the Father as someone who is completely immersed and in union with Jesus Christ. If you've been baptized into Jesus, that is your reality in God's eyes, and he wants to get it to be your reality in your eyes. Come on, guys. This is a great message. That's not boasting of me because it's his message. (laughs) I'm just just the the herald. I'm turning my thing off accidentally. All right, so so I want you guys to be thinking about this, all right? Where where am I at? Verse 13, we're going to present ourselves, all right, to God as being alive from the dead. You can't, it, it is, it is going to be a hard thing for you to stand before God and say, God, you see me as having resurrected from the dead. You see me as someone who doesn't even have a sin nature anymore because it's been annihilated. You see me this way. And so now, God, I stand before you, and I choose to see me this way too. You see me this way, I'm choosing to come into agreement with you about who I am to you. And as I stand before you and see me as someone who has no association with the old sinful nature anymore, as you see me, someone who has been fully resurrected in the glorified Christ, right now, right as I stand before you in the throne room of heaven, where you've invited me to, I now present myself to you as a resurrected man. I present myself to you as a resurrected man, God. And we can go from that place presenting ourselves into this world as resurrected people. You guys better start getting more excited. I want you to think about 
John and Chelsea's house for a second. And the, dra- the old drain system, the old, the old downspout that was, it, it was supposed to be doing a good thing, but all it was actually resulting in was just a flooding that was, go- that was just causing more problems. It was supposed to be doing something, but things were actually, over time, were just going to get worse and worse and worse. Okay? And so John and his father-in-law found what they can do for it, and so they were about to put the works to it, and they were going to try to do everything they could to try to fix that problem, and they were going to try to repair the house. John was going to fix himself, all right? You see what I'm saying? And, and they were going to try to fix it, and they had their idea what it was going to be, and it was going to be toiling, and it was going to be laboring, it was going to cost a lot of money, and, and it was just going to be a hard thing for them to get their house where it wasn't going to continue causing these problems. But, but after they dug into it and they started realizing, oh, wow, this house actually was built the way it needed to be from the very beginning, or at least before you guys got it right, that, that it already had everything in it it needed to function the way it's supposed to, I don't have to do all that work anymore. I don't have to do the work. It's already been done for me. So what did they have to do? Well, shifting away from the the mindset that they're going to go into this long, huge project that was going to break their backs, they they actually realized that the, the answer was already there the whole time. And all they need to do is adjust. It's not going to be a hard job. It's going to be simply converting where where the downspout was going into the thing. They're gonna they're gonna just have to figure out how to how to turn it into the thing that already was there. So it's simply a shifting of of direction. The shifting of what where the focus is flowing to. You guys catch what I'm saying? So. What I'm trying to say to you is where, where they had the old downspout, and, and that, was, that was man-made stuff right there, but they, he said it's going to go to the junkyard. They're never going to use that thing again. That is how Jesus sees your old man. He already put in you more than you know. You have Jesus Christ in you. Like, like everything of who Jesus is, that is the nature that he put into your life. We get to live from his strength, from his glory, from his love, from his power. We don't have to try to figure out how to do it on our own. It's already there. There's more in you than you know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A lot of people, if you, could, if you could follow me on this funny picture, like, like our lives are like bicycles. And we're, we're like trying to ride around this, this rough world in a bicycle. And, and it's got battered and maybe the tires are flat and there's rust on it. And it's got dents all over it and stuff. And, and a lot of us think that when Jesus, it's like Jesus, give, you know, dying for us and giving us new life. It's like, we, it's like he repaired that, that bike. He repaired the old bike. Yeah, but that's not what he did. He gave you a Lamborghini. He doesn't even want the old bike anymore. 
People are still driving around on their bicycles when God's saying, well, what about the, the Ferrari or the Lamborghini that I gave you? <laughs> you guys following what I'm saying? Like Jesus gave you more, and I want to tell you that Jesus Christ, the resurrected Jesus, the one who's not suffering anymore, the one who's not even being tempted anymore, the one who is completely free and rules and reigns, that is, that's Jesus. That's the one who lives in you and you live in him. And he is your new engine to live from. <laughs> if you think, I'm going to wrap up soon. I know some of you are getting nervous here. I want you to think about this. Like the, the Jesus... His, the condition that he went to the cross with, all right? He was in human limitations in a physical human body. He, he took the sins of the world upon himself and the anguish of the world upon himself. And so the, the fallenness of humanity was what he submitted himself to, to take to the cross, right? And so uh, he took sin nature with him. He took, he took human limitation with him. Uh, he took the corruption it's in this world with him. He took brokenness with him. He took sins and bondages with him to the cross. He took sickness and death. He went to the cross, and he nailed it, and he annihilated all of it. Hallelujah. Come on. But, but so Jesus took that, and, and when it says that we've been grafted in him, in his death, we've been baptized into his death, fully immersed, like that was your old sinful self. You, he didn't just take your sins. He took the sin nature. He took the old sinful person that you were. He, he crucified you, not just the bad deeds. He took the whole thing, crucified it on the cross, all right? But when he resurrected on the other side, he wasn't carrying that stuff anymore, he no longer had human limitation. As a matter of fact, he walked through walls. He flew. Like, <laughs> he, he appeared in places, and sometimes he appeared different. Like, he was no longer limited to the natural laws of this earth anymore. He, he resurrected with resurrection life. He came again out of, from the dead with new birth. He came again with a divine nature, with eternal life, with not just, a, not just salvation, eternal life, but abundant life, like a life you can actually enjoy and then enjoy it even more, okay? He, he came uh, with total victory over Satan and death. He came with, uh, with complete divine health. He came with divine righteousness, and then I say divine because it's God's level of righteousness, right? And holiness and purity, and that he came, the, the veil was torn, and he came with open access to the Father and the Holy of Holies. That's Jesus resurrected right there. He came in glory. Are you guys following me right now? Because what I'm trying to tell you is that when you came into Christ, you were immersed into him. And the old stuff that brought limitations and suffering and all that stuff, it went, it, it went down. It, it went to annihilation. 
but he gave you new birth. Hallelujah. He gave you new birth. And, and we have became new creations. New creations. And all the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we aren't supposed to be living this life on this fallen planet from the fallen nature. We're supposed to be living a life where we're, it's like we're protruding out from Jesus Christ. We're, we're, we come into this earth and we're carrying the resurrected glorious Christ and we live from that place. Your new nature, your new engine to live from is actually the resurrected, glorified Christ living through you. And the more, the, the more you feel disconnected with that, the more you need the revelation of what he's already put in you. Just like John ha having discovered that the, the, the drainage system was already there the whole time. But if they never knew it, they're going to be functioning from a lesser reality. But they tap into the real thing, and man, it's going to be awesome. It's that, like that's just a little tiny picture of a powerful thing. You have more in you than you know. And I want to tell you, you're more powerful than you believe that you are because you have Jesus Christ living inside of you. You have the power to have victory over anything that would ever come against you. Hallelujah. And I want to say this, like if you, if you ever feel tempted and, and you're struggling, you need to ask yourself the question, which nature am I identifying with right now? My, my old sinful or my old, my old humanity nature or the nature of Jesus Christ? Okay, When you feel like a failure, which nature are you trying to access right now? The old one that you should determine has already died or the new one in Christ? All right, when you feel, when you're sick or your body's just exhausted, like, are you going to connect yourself with the natural or the resurrected Christ who's already paid to bring healing? Okay, when you feel depressed or you feel anxious or you feel fear or hopelessness, which nature are you trying to identify from, the one that went to the cross with Jesus or the one that was resurrected in Christ. Come on. If you're feeling offense towards someone or critical in your heart toward someone, which nature are you drawing from? The one that went to the cross or the one that was resurrected in Christ? You guys, you guys follow me? If you ever feel alone or you feel shame or you feel unworthy, which nature? If you feel disconnected from God, which nature are you drawn from? Because I want to tell you, if you're in union with Jesus Christ, that is more than connected with God. <laughs> like he has given you everything that you need, everything that you ever need, more than you know, more than you believe, more than you're experiencing, but it's there. And if you can tap it by faith, you can access the grace that flows from Jesus to empower you where you are weak. Come on, guys. You are, if you ever feel less than powerful, then you're functioning in a lower place than what Jesus died and resurrected to give you. You are more powerful than you know you are.
You guys hearing me right now? I'm going to lead us in some declarations. Why don't you stand with me? And I, want you to, I just want you to repeat some declarations over yourself with me. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. I've been immersed into Christ. I've been immersed into his death. And my old body of sin has been done away with. I was buried with Christ. And the old sinful nature is annihilated. I want to pause and just tell you something or just remember to say to you. John and Chelsea, after they fix all that stuff, they could still go back and connect the old pipe and have the same old problem. You hear me? But they don't have to. All right? Now, now, now declare this with me. I have been resurrected from the dead. I've been resurrected with the glorified Christ. My spirit is in union with the glorified, resurrected Christ. I don't have to be limited to my human nature. I can live from a divine nature in Christ. Greater is he who is in me than he who's in the world. I'm an overcomer. I can overcome anything. I'm more powerful than I know. And I declare that over myself. I reckon myself dead to sin. I reckon myself resurrected and alive to God. And I can present myself to God as a resurrected one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give God a big praise right now. It's amazing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll open the eyes of our hearts just to understand these things at a higher level. Lord, so that we don't just get it in our heads, Lord, but we, that we actually live from it. Lord, we want to move past just reckoning uh, truth to presenting ourselves in the truth. I pray you'll help us to understand it and live from it. And I pray that you'll help people to really enter into higher level breakthroughs in their lives from the realization of our reality in Christ, that we're in Christ as the resurrected one. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, praise God. We bless you guys.